0: Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your weekly source for all things Final Fantasy TCG. Yeah, but, um, no, it just, it seemed like it was a lot of fun just from the outside looking in and I, I I definitely want to be there next year. Like, that's not going to change.
1: Yeah, I plan to go next year too.
0: Yeah, I mean, this one was just rough because I got a lot of messages of people just being like, hey, are you here? Are you coming? And I was just like, nah, sorry. But you know what I'm not sorry about, Adam? That we're back. For the next episode of the RVA Returners Podcast, guys, once again, thanks for listening. I'm here, as always, I'm your host, Chris Adams, and with me, also, as always, is my co-host, Adam Lane. Adam, say hi to everybody.
1: Hello. I'm kind of sick. <laughs> so. Oh, no, man.
0: <laughs> what, what happened? You feeling? I, I was sick earlier in the weekend, man. I had a little stomach bug. Uh, you feeling sick there, big guy? You need some soup? I mean,
1: I'm good, but you know, it's definitely hitting me a little bit, but I'm, I'm fine.
0: Okay, well, that's good to hear. Good to hear. We can't have sick folks running around here. But, um, you know, we got a lot to talk about today, Adam. Um, you know, FanFest was this weekend. Uh, we got some more spoilers. We saw some uh, some new saucy promos. Um, there was a Japanese event. Um, you know, we got two petite cups coming up. But, you know, there's only, there's only one place where you can kind of get all this information covered at once. Um, you know, according to my watch... It's either 11 a.m. or 6 o'clock. And you know what happens at those two time, Adams? At least in the 80s and 90s. You know what happens at those two times? I do not. You don't know? Well, I'm about to tell you. It's the news. All right. So, you know, I said there was a couple saucy promos. Obviously, it's February. I believe Yuna, the full art 5CP Yuna, Is the February promo correct?
1: Yeah, she's out now. I'm some, some starts have her. I don't know if Battlegrounds has her yet, but they said they might have gotten her when I was there on Tuesday. So
0: awesome. So we'll see, we'll check that out for Tuesday so we can have unit promos for everybody. But then there was another promo, which I believe is for next month. Yeah, it got shown. (laughs) Yeah, it's a a four Camlinot. I'm, uh, I am okay with this.
1: Yeah, it looks really good. My only thing about Cam is his his foil's not great. Um, yeah, but the card is great and it's, it's definitely super playable. Um, and mm-hmm. it looks and it looks good as a full art. So,
0: yeah, I, I think they're really knocking it out of the park with these full art cards. Um, a, they're beautiful to look at, and they've all been like playable cards. Like the Noctis box topper, uh, the Cloud uh, box topper coming up. Uh, I know the Champion promo was the five CP Barts. So that's a super playable card. Una still super playable. Camlan obviously super playable. So. I, I like how these promos have kind of turned a corner, you know what I mean?
1: Well, so I will say this unit is wor- worse than the other unit. If you oh, want, of it, course. want to be fair. Of course. Right, we're at least this right is, now. Uh,
0: sure, as far as like as the overall in the meta, but I think if you're still playing like can if you're playing like Chaos Walker and like four CPs a day, and you're still seeing this unit pop up in water builds that are more like more of the standard unit kind of builds.
1: Yeah. I mean if that's what you want to play yeah <laughs> yeah, so.
0: yeah so that's what people are doing and the card's still very playable so you know good promos coming up i like how they've turned the corner here um and then of course you know right into that we got a lot of spoilers again this week adam
1: yeah i mean i, I, I expected it like i mean the fan fest and the panel eyes like there's no way they're not going
0: to do multiple oh, spoilers. of course
1: of course yeah, so
0: now yeah. I know we were talking about there, you know, some news that they were supposed to be you know, we we thought could be coming out of Fanfare Fanfest, but or fanfare I guess is what it was called. But a lot of that came sooner and I was thinking like more like this was like the deadline for like Crystal Cup announcements, but they nailed that like a month ago. Yeah. So what better way than to continue spoiler season than showing new spoilers? But we'll get to those. I, the first one was the card of the week this week.
1: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the card of the week was squall. Um, mm-hmm. He's actually a seed candidate this time, so that means he's searchable mm-hmm. by selfie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's a four CP AK. When he enters the field, if your opponent controls any dull fours, uh, they have to discard a card. And then he has an ability for ice, ice, and one colorless. Choose a four, dull it, and you can only use this ability if you have no cards in hand.
0: Man, I don't know how I feel about this one. Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence, right? I don't think it's great because I feel like the other two squalls. This guy's like an amalgamation of what the other two squalls do, but they kind of do it better. Like the other 4CP, if you play him in Laguna, they're going to pitch two cards, and then you've got two 9Ks you know, staring down. But the, And the other one, if I have no cards in hand, I'd much rather have an 8K Haster with first strike. So I don't know. I I can maybe see where this one would see play, but I, just, I don't know how I feel about it yet.
1: I, I think people are giving this card a bit of a hard time. Um I think this is like one of the first like actual balanced discard cards that we've seen. Mm-hmm. My the biggest comparison I can make for this card is actually the starter Sarah, the the old one. Mm-hmm. I think that's the closest thing to this. Like the the, the last ability, you're not going to use that often. I mean, sure, yeah. if it's going to win you the game and you have no cards in hand, because you can't pitch to it, right? You can't even yeah, because yeah, yeah, you away. have
0: to. You can't even use it if you've got cards in hand.
1: Yeah, so the, that three CP has got to come all from backups, which means mm-hmm. you're playing like a you know tempo discard game, which is fine. Most of the time, mm-hmm. this guy's going to come down and make you discard a card. So, like, really, even though it's, like, situ- like the discard is situational, mm-hmm. I guess, really it's going to almost always happen. Like,
0: Right. And so, maybe you can set up his S ability with, like, if you play the new T- 2CP Palum, make both players discard a card. Now you've got no cards in hand. Then you do that, swing through a squall to win the game. That's
1: Yeah, dang. I mean, I think he's okay. I think he's decent and limited. Um, I think, I think he's okay. And if, like, Sarah sees play, there's no reason why this can't see play, to be honest. Sarah's a 3CP 6k that makes you discard. Like, this Mm -hmm. is a 4CP 8k that's, like, 90% of the time going to make you discard. So, like, Mm -hmm. is that really that much worse than Sarah who sees play? And I mean, I guess the only thing you can argue for Sarah is you're probably already playing Mog 13 because of Orphan Mm -hmm. and Cid But, like, this guy, I'd say his power level's about on par with that card.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 kind of on the other side of the fence. I'm giving this card a hard time. Like I, I'm not like bashing it, but I I don't a I don't know if this is what ice needs right now. And, well, I mean, I'm not saying it's what it
1: needs. It definitely doesn't need more big forwards, which we'll talk about in a second. But like, yeah, yeah, no shit. <laughs> it, like four CP is pretty crowded. Devout is a great backup, and this mm-hmm. is not that great of a devout target. I think maybe if you're playing, like, Selfie or something. If some list somehow becomes good with Selfie in it and you're playing Zell, this might be something worth looking at. If, like, if that... I don't think that's going to become good. I mean, I just don't think he's terrible. I think Mm -hmm. he's, like, fine.
0: I I think he's average. I you I don't think he's terrible. I don't think he's a card that's really on my radar. Now, again... If we see more cards that maybe, you know, some more 8 cards, like say we get like a Laguna or something that maybe plays well with his effect or something.
1: I actually you know. think the Searcher Laguna, this isn't a terrible target for him. Like, mm-hmm. it's not sure. bad. Uh, I mean, if you're and if you're not going super all-in on discard, then this is mm-hmm. probably better than the 2 CP. And if you're not trying to like vomit stuff out and maybe you don't care about the 9K as opposed to the 8K, it might uh-huh. be okay. It's like an in-between, right? Like, I think it's fine
0: yeah and we'll see where it ends up like not about it but we'll see you know like i said there's 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 still a lot of set left and you know i try to hold judgments for cards like this like completely until the set's out and we see what people are doing with it and what other cards in that element are what complements it so but right now it's not my favorite
1: oh yeah i mean i'm not not gonna be bad at anybody saying i'm probably not gonna play in a deck i just think that people that are saying it's like terrible it's not terrible that's all i'm saying like yeah, we, know, we know we've
0: seen terrible cards.
1: There's very few cards in this game that are actually like trash. Like, I mean, there are a few, but like, it's not that many.
0: Yeah, they're fewer and far between than most other card games, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, most stuff's at least pretty playable.
0: So. Yeah, no, for sure. All right, moving on to the one, the spoilers from Fan Fest. Um, where do we want to start with these? Do we want to just kind of go down the the I'm, order I'm, that they were?
1: No, I'm gonna actually save the one I want like that. I think both of us want to talk about for the last. So no, that's fine. No, one hundred percent. So I'll start with uh Ryden. So Raiden sure. is a four C P lightning summon. It's not six, it's a Mobius summon, which kinda sucks. Mm-hmm. But I mean I guess like probably not playing this on the title anyways. But maybe yeah, you yeah. would. Um it you can only pay with C P produced by backups to cast Raiden. So it seems like it might be a theme in this uh set.
0: Yeah, it seems like like last set we had a cycle of um summons that got better off the EX burst. I feel like, this. I bet you all the summons in this set are going to have to be played by backups.
1: I hope not, because I kind of think that sucks. And Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's, what it, that's what it's
0: pointing at, though, and that's unfortunate.
1: But its effect is good, right? Choose on forward, break it.
0: Yeah, there's no cost restriction on it. Um, it is kind of held back by the same thing that holds back to the Bahamut, the fact that you, know, you have to pay with backups, so you have to commit those backups to that summon to play it. Yeah. So you, you have to be at four and you have to commit to if you want to do anything else other than that summon, it has to come from your hand. So I, it's a good effect. It is a good effect. But I, I and I, I feel the same way about you know each of these summons we've seen so far. Just by themselves, I think it, it, it's a lot to it's a lot to do. Or it's a lot to pay to play this summon to potentially break something. I, the fact that you can't pitch card from your hand and really manage your resources that way does kind of hurt. But it's one you can cheat using, like, Minwoo or something.
1: Yeah, it's got some cute applications. Um, yeah. I think this card's worse than the squall we just talked about, honestly.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I agree with that 100%. I think both of the summons we've seen with this set so far are not great. Um,
1: but, like, yeah, I mean, if you're playing, like, a Minwoo deck, it's pretty good. But the thing is, like, Minwoo has to live, right? Like... If you yeah. say say you play okay, so first off, I don't think Minwu decks are that great. I know people have messed with them. I've tried to mess with them myself. I like the idea of them, but like, mm-hmm. there's just better stuff to play right now. Um, mm-hmm. say you play a Minwu, right? This flips off the top. You put it in your hand. Okay, you wait a whole turn to mm-hmm. try to attack with your Minwu to play this for free, and then they kill your Minwu. Like, yeah. And now you're sitting with this in your hand, and you can't play it. Like,
0: yep. you've got like one backup, and it's just like, well. Yeah, that, that, that's my problem. Because there are some decks that, you know, once you get to two backups, that's all you need for a little bit. And then, like, I'm not going to... You know, and I don't like having to waste all of my backups to play one card. It, that's the whole concept of the resource management in this game, being able to use both at any time. You know yeah, what I mean?
1: Yeah, and also, like, I think the Opus 1 4CP uh, Odin hits most things that you want to hit right now anyways. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think that's um, just a better
1: card. And most people aren't playing a lot of 5 CPs because Diabolus is running around everywhere. Yep. So this isn't really going to hit many things that you care about.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, that other Odin can't already just kill, and I can play. I can tap two and pitch a card from my hand to play it.
1: Yeah, and, and someone asked me, I think it was Johnny asked me the other day, uh, if I would play this card over a 7 CP Odin, and I don't think I would.
0: No. No, so, not at all. Yeah, um, so I think it's not great.
1: Yeah, and then, uh, so next card we'll talk about uh let's talk about tifa next i guess so yeah i'm excited about this one too she's a 4cp earth forward um Mm -hmm. obviously category seven if you control a card named cloud uh she's cost reduced by two she has brave Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. she has an s for s earth dole uh choose a dole forward deal at 10k
0: i think this card's fantastic i think this tifa is i think it's this man i i think this might be the best tifa
1: uh yeah probably the fire one is still pretty decent, but I think mm-hmm. the only reason the people were really playing the fire one is because like it was a really good target for Zangin if you were playing mm-hmm. Zangin back then. Mm-hmm. And I think this card with Zangin is really nuts. Uh, you yeah. might you might run both. I don't know. Um, but I think I would rather run this one mm-hmm. in, in Earth uh, Fire. Maybe you're running the other one as like S fodder slash like if you really need Water Kick or something because yeah. you don't you don't really okay. mind running both since they both have S abilities.
0: Yeah, I can easily see like a three one split or something like that.
1: But this, if you play Cloud, and you play this for 2, and you're playing a Haste Brave 8K for 2, that's pretty good.
0: Y'all, that's really good. Absolutely.
1: So. And, and
0: the, the S is very relevant. Like, the S is extremely relevant.
1: Yeah, it's just one of those S's where, like, it's, it's not super expensive, and it does something decent. So you'll probably see it from time to time. But it's not like, you're not really playing her for the S, you know? Mm-hmm. What, but like yeah, I mean, it's gonna see it's like very doable. Oh yeah yeah. I mean you're gonna see it is what I'm saying. Like if she sees play, you're gonna see the S. And worst case, even if this card ends up not being that great in standard because seven isn't a great standard deck,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: this is 100% gonna see play in title. Like, oh absolutely
0: it is so. absolutely. So I, I think it's a fantastic card, and I know um you know we'll kind of talk about more about you know what maybe things we want to do with this card uh, later on in the cast. But I think it's fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Yeah,
1: I mean worst case I'm getting three foils and I'm probably playing this in title. So yeah, there it is. There uh, it is. Yeah. So then, uh, the the next one's a legendary. So we got the ice legendary. Yep. Beautiful Amano uh, art. Yeah. Dark Fina. She costs seven. So she's a seven CP nine k, which is very expensive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh When she enters the field, select one of two following actions. If you're if you've received five points of damage or more, select two of the two following actions. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know why they just couldn't say do both or something instead. Yeah. But, uh, um, search for one summon, add it to your hand. And then cast one summon of cost seven or less from your hand without paying the cost.
0: Um. All right. So, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of mixed on this one because I think, I think it can be just a late game ball buster because it's not limited to ice summons. Like you could literally, you're on the ropes. You can play this, search for Ryden and play it.
1: Well, you can't play. It, you mean the new Raiden?
0: No, the old one.
1: Oh, the right. It's so, seven, seven a, a Summon right. You can search for Ryden. But the free is seven or less.
0: Oh, well then forget that then. This card's bad. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. Yeah, yeah you, this card's shit. You can Sorry. only play
1: Phoenix. Like, I mean Phoenix is Oof. probably the best thing. But yeah, you can't you can't play Ryden with this. I mean you could search so you could search for Raiden, but you can't play the Ryden.
0: No, oh, that's lame. Okay, never mind. And my, my the to pile on that negative, does Ice really need another six plus for, uh forward? They've already got like Sephiroth, Orphan, Ultimisha
1: Yeah, I mean, probably not. Although, I mean, like, if you're running some payoff cards for this card, which you are if you're playing it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Renewing this probably is pretty good on five, right? I mean, if you can get two Phoenixes. Like, if you can mm-hmm. play a seven... Like, if you have a seven CP and it sticks, right, or something, and then you Renew this on five damage, you get to cast, mm-hmm. like, two Phoenixes. Or play this mm-hmm. with a Devout, I guess. Like, say you're on four backups, one's a Devout. Play this card. Go get Phoenix. Play Phoenix. Devout Renoa. Renoa. Dark Fina. Play another Phoenix. Like two 8K things, and then you get two more three drops. I mean, that could be pretty good. But the thing yeah. is, like, I think she's just a. Uh, I think the the thing that might save her and let her see some plays. You only need to run one of this card, really. Like, you don't need to find room for multiples of this card.
0: Yeah, um, like Orphans and Zephyralt. You're running two or three of each.
1: Yeah, I think you could just run one. Um, and then, you know, don't... The thing is, like, if you're building your deck around her, you obviously would have to run more than one, and then it, I think mm-hmm. it starts to feel more and more bad. You also need yeah. to have payoff cards for her to be good, so then that means you're running, like, bigger summons, which Ice currently doesn't have, so maybe we get one, I don't know. But, yeah. like, currently, like, what's the best big Ice summon? Hades? Like...
0: Yeah, that doesn't feel great. Um,
1: uh, so you're probably playing her in, like, some ice x deck that can abuse it which means mm-hmm. i mean the one off the top of my head is probably fire but like there's some other things i guess she could cast off of this that aren't bad and i mean maybe if you want to get really saucy you can just run the summons off color
0: but mm-hmm. yeah i don't know I'm, I'm not with it i just that that seven limitation and like the thing is like all like that that massive play you just said where you do that get a phoenix like one year stole is just like nah you can't do that
1: well uh so
0: you, you, you cancel one of those abilities and you're like well okay
1: yeah, she only can cancel one though. So I mean, mm-hmm. that's four autos going off, right? She, and mm-hmm. and the and two summons. She can't cancel all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So so worst case, you're uh you're still getting one phoenix and casting it, and you're gonna get a three CP, a seven CP, and a four CP on the board, even if she cancels one of those things. i
0: mm-hmm.
1: granted that's like yeah. you have to be set up to do that, like.
0: Mm-hmm. No, granted too. Ice does play the long game. Yeah. I mean, So maybe. I I don't see it, but you know, I, my, I know some people are really high on it.
1: My biggest issue is that you, ha- you have to run payoff cards for her. So like, mm-hmm. Ice is already running, like you said, they're running these big dudes and they're all pretty good. um, And they play well with Renoa for the most part. Yeah. uh, And she does that, but then the thing is like, even though you only have to put one of her in the deck, you have to already be running summons that she can abuse. Because like, yeah. if you're paying 7CP to play her to go get like glassia to play Glacia, yeah, like feel... i mean unless it's if it's winning you the game it feels great but like are you really going to run her just for that situation like
0: no yeah, because i feel like you can just run the other big payoff cards and just win the game off of those like even like Ultimicia from the the two player uh, starter deck. yeah
1: and because you only really have to run one or two of her also and exactly. she doesn't need a card in your deck to do anything additional like that's exactly like while while i think the benefit of this card is that you only need to run one the other drawback is that you have to run these big summons like they have to be in right, your and deck. It,
0: and then it's going to feel bad that if you're running these these cards and they get, you know, they get flipped on damage, they get, you know, plucked oh, from yeah. your hand, they get they they you they get lost before you can even set up and do anything with it. I I I think it's a lot and a high cost for something that just might not be that good.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think she's going to be like in some top tier deck or something, but
0: no, yeah. But, like, mm. Now, if you could do any summon, like I said, I was really excited about maybe being able to play that with, like, Ryden or something, but nah. nah I, mean, that's,
1: uh, I mean, how often, to be fair, how often is, like, doing the ride and play going to win you the game more than the Phoenix? Like, not super often. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's, I'm not excited about this one, and, you know, maybe, maybe I just don't know because I don't play Ice, but I just think Ice, they're, they're so top-heavy already.
1: Well, I, I think that her home is probably going to be Fire Ice, right? I feel like that's the best place maybe, to play
0: but like but what fire ice deck are you playing oh, it's, it's like, gonna it's, be way it's different it's way different yeah. right?
1: you're playing like big you're playing probably three big phoenixes. you're playing this card and mm-hmm. you're probably playing like a bunch of three cps to try to abuse that i don't know i mean i i haven't really made a list but I'm, I'm thinking that's like phoenix is the best target for her so
0: yeah like 100 yeah. I, I feel like that's like the only you know may, maybe a seven drop odin but why are why
1: yeah, I mean, I don't know why. You're, like, you don't want to ever cast that. At least Phoenix, like, you, you want to cast.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So okay. I don't know. Maybe, you know, I hope I'm wrong about this. And this is a this is another change my mind kind of card. But right now, I'm firmly, nah, I'm not a fan.
1: Yeah. uh, Yeah, and then the last spoil is uh, Archangel HM. Oh. It's an 11 card. Fire. 3 CP, 6K. Uh, mm-hmm. If it deals damage to your opponent, double the damage instead. That is uh to the opponent, not to it character yep. that's like if so if it deals damage it's going to deal two instead of one and if yep. some other effect somehow is doubling the damage i guess like this will stack on that and that's why mm-hmm. it's worded that way um <clears throat> when it attacks it gets plus three thousand power until it turn pretty simple straightforward but really good
0: no oh, you want to talk about a card that fire needed this is it this is this is one that is uh the, the wait is over we finally got a card that does a really powerful thing and there is zero drawback, zero drawback. Three CP six K. That's slightly under curve, but the minute you turn him sideways, he becomes a three CP nine K, which is really, really good, and he stays that way for the rest of the turn. Um, he has double strike when he is attacking to the face. That I'm not gonna lie, Adam. That that kind of changes the way the game is played. Like this, like you you the clock that this game already presents has now been shortened. You can you can attack with this guy half the time and win the game
1: yeah I I, I like this card a lot I do think it's I do a, too. it's a card that oh. like fire can like abuse which is great because it needs mm-hmm. a, card, a card to abuse yep. um the only the only drawback and it's not really like that much of a drawback is uh everything is gonna hit this dude like mm-hmm. any any 3CP removal that sees play any 4CP removal that sees play this guy's dead uh, well, and they better have it. Yeah. <laughs> they better have it. Um, like, <clears throat> like Glassia is gonna hit this dude before his trigger happens. Uh, Rama is mm-hmm. gonna hit him before he attacks. Uh, okay. I mean, what, what I'm trying to say is like he's really good, but like he's gonna be kept in check a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. um, I, I think he'll benefit like any other fire cards that are just getting like played and removed, like Lawn, I guess. Like yeah, he yeah. helps those cards because now you're they have to choose. Well, yeah, because if I play Lawn. And you choose to remove your removal on lawn, and then I drop this guy behind it and I haste it or something. Like Mm -hmm. now, you're forced to have two things of removal to be able to deal with my dudes, which is, you know, what makes a good deck, right? You want to have like several threats. Absolutely. So that they can't just remove one high value threat and then you have no other more high value stuff, and now you just like look like an idiot.
0: Um, yep. and, the, and the fact that he becomes a 9k like when he attacks and he keeps that for the rest of the turn can make some some really cheeky main two plays if you're playing like ice uh sorry fire earth or something like that you know what I mean
1: sure yeah I think he plays really well with uh some earth cards I mean obviously he's searchable on yeah. that element if you want to play Sybil. and then yep. maybe maybe you're talking about playing like zoyu at that point or something like things that yep. for, that your opponent don't want doesn't want to block yep um and he's another card
0: that makes like falker. Better.
1: Yeah, Volker definitely gets a buff from this dude because you're just gonna play Volker behind this guy. Now they thought they had a blocker, but they don't. Or you play this guy after you have a Volker out. You remove a blocker, and then you can haste him or something. Yep. Um, there's a lot of things you can do with him, mm-hmm. uh, and he is dangerous. Like I mean, it's a you don't want to get hit by this guy 100. Yeah. percent
0: Yeah, especially like late game when you know if you're playing a fire deck and you've got ninjas yeah. out or red mages at the ready, and then you have. You know, you play this guy, and they're at five damage, and you're just like, all right, can't block Belias That's yeah. game. Like, yeah, that's yeah. literally game. It's going
1: to make people... Because I, th- I think he is going to be, a like, almost a staple fire card. I, I think he's that strong. Yeah, um, I agree. It's a card you have
0: to respect, for sure.
1: So, like, yeah, you're going to have to play... Like, as soon as you see red cards now, Uh, once this set's out, obviously, you're going to have to play differently on five damage. Like, mm-hmm. because... You have to basically treat five, like six, if you know this guy's on the deck, and they're probably running like two to three, right? So. Oh, absolutely.
0: Because I, f- I feel like there's no reason not to play three, of this guy, in a fire deck. Because n- another thing, too, is you know he's at that magical cost where he's a big Phoenix target, too. Imagine doing that like at the end of somebody's turn, and then it's like, well, it's back to you. Do you have an answer for it? No? Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, you're yeah. probably going to lose now.
1: Yeah, they definitely need a better Phoenix targets. And, I mean, he... He's a decent Phoenix target. He doesn't do anything immediately, but like, he has something that like they have to be ready for as soon as like the Phoenix comes down.
0: Exactly. This card checks a lot of boxes for me, and I'm I'm glad that Fire has finally gotten a card. And then and the fact that it's only just a, just an uncommon. Uh, is, I think that's bad.
1: Actually, <laughs> I think this should be an H. Because I actually at least. I think in limited like this guy is gonna be a fucking nightmare. Unless it, it because so now,
0: now you're at four, and then it's like well. You're yeah, dead.
1: unless uh, unless the removal is good, but if it's all these backup paying stuff for removal, good lord, you're not killing this dude. Like,
0: yep,
1: you have to yeah, get the yeah, four yeah. backups before I play this guy on turn two.
0: <laughs> yeah, in, in draft, if if I'm if I'm opening packs and I'm in a draft pod, this guy's a pack one pick one immediately.
1: Yeah, I mean, now, we haven't seen the whole set, so like, it's hard to say for sure, but. But yeah, I mean, I think, I, I, as I, of right now, oh, yeah, but like yeah, he's if, got, I, if I open
0: a pack and it's my first one and that guy's in it, I'm snap taking it.
1: Yeah, he's a, he's a pretty insane drive card,
0: I think. Yeah, so yeah, and I,
1: good. And I think he's a pretty good standard, too.
0: Yeah, I, I think he will be. I 100% think he will be. And I can't wait to see what, you know, what, you know, what the tank comes up with, because I think he's good in a lot of different things. And we'll, and we'll get we'll talk about that. We'll unpack that a little bit more. Um next piece of news was there was a uh, a Japanese uh, midjinsen i' I'm, I'm probably saying that very wrong We had another qualifier um there's fifty nine players at this event um and it was won by a mono lightning list that had a had flanborg in it. how about them apples
1: yeah I mean everything else is pretty standard like this almost yeah, looks. reviews this is very similar to the list that I played uh, on Tuesday at our local mm-hmm. uh there's a few differences right he's running Ramza I wasn't mm-hmm. uh, he run he's running Onionite. Knight. I was not. He has Mm -hmm. Flanborg. I'm never running that card. I -hmm. mean, even though he won, I mean, that's great. Good for him. Uh, And then he's running one of the 1CP Ramu. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was running Odin's instead. Mm -hmm. So everything else is basically the same. I think I had one more Cypher than he had. I'm also running Ewan Mm because I think it's nice to have a second search target off the clan gully if you already have, like, two Aluas in your hand or something. And sometimes Ewan just wins
0: you the game. Oh, yeah um yeah they didn't have an answer for him and they can't they, yeah i agree with that 100 percent.
1: yeah i mean other than that i think everything else is is fairly standard i think louis so Alpha often it's pretty standard right now in mono lightning that's i mean i'm right. running it the only i guess he's running a goltana for the Ramza. um sure. I, I wasn't running that but basically uh mono lightning is decent right now i think my mm-hmm. biggest problem is like and i posted this on twitter too and i talked to rice about this for a little bit
0: because yeah, i know rice was playing mono lightning at the uh
1: Fanfare 3v3 event. It just doesn't feel good if you don't get turn 1 Sid Previa. That's mm-hmm. that's my biggest issue with the deck. Like, if you get turn 1 Sid Previa, and you have decent follow-up to it, mm-hmm. um, or like an Alua and another backup, like, I mean, you're in control. You're in the driver's seat. But, like, mm-hmm. if you don't, it just doesn't feel good. And you have to build your deck to be able to hit the Sid, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes your hand gets pretty clunky, and you're playing, like, overpaying for Luisua and getting an Alpha and, and mm-hmm. mono lighting that doesn't feel great like mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean it, it's a decent deck and it's definitely got some powerful stuff that it can do um and i mean i it's still something you have to play around mm-hmm. you, even though a lot of people have more options to it now
0: oh for sure but overall you know looks like a neat looks like it was a good event uh, you know 59 players is always a good amount and you know I, i'd like to see what the rest of the field was to see what that deck had to play through to get there and, you know, maybe we'll see that at some point. Usually, those uh those events have a, a follow up article that usually show like the top four, or the top eight. Yeah. So, you know, we'll keep that. And then, um, you know, obviously, you know, events on this side, you know, we have we'll get to the fanfare, but we got the uh, New York Petite Cup this weekend coming up. Adam, did you decide if you're going or not yet?
1: I'm probably not going. I don't All even right. know if it's filled up at this point, but I haven't signed up. And yeah,
0: because I know they they added eight more spots. What last week? Something like that. So it's like up to forty. Yeah, so it's it was already a tight squeeze. Now it's going to be even tighter. Um, this, this, uh, I'll be there, and I have uh, just one. Uh, if you could cue the uh, the Sarah McLachlan song, please. I just, uh, I implore everybody to please deodorant up, be fresh, take a shower that morning. We're gonna be close quarters combat. I just, I need people to not stink. Yeah. If they could just do that for me, I'd be incredibly happy.
1: Yeah, and then the week after that, we have the RVA Petit Cup, which I will be. Yeah, to...
0: that's going to be a little one. I know we, um, we've um we already crossed 70 for pre-reg, right?
1: Yeah, I think we're like 75 now.
0: Nice. Like that. That's going to be a solid, solid event. So, uh, you know, if you haven't pre-reg, you can still is your chance to do it. You know, we'd love, to, we'd love to hit like the 90 to 100 mark. We got some fantastic prizes. And, you know, we'll just show you that, you know, that, that RVA hospitality if you come on through. So if you're on the fence and, you know, you're not sure if you want to come, you know, Take our word for it. Come on down. We'll take care of you. So now the last bit of news we have. So Fanfare was yesterday. Um, And we, you know, they, we, what am I trying to say here? We had, you know, we, people, a lot of people took pictures. It looked like it was a really, really fun event. Um, You know, from the outside looking in, I think they did a fantastic job. Um, There were a few events. They had a title tournament. Uh, They had a 3v3 uh, unified event. Um, They had this new format they were really pushing called Boss Fight. Um, Apparently just really sick prizes at every turn. Um, So, Adam, as far as the things you saw, let's kind of unpack this fanfare. This was the first time they've ever done this. So I expect, you know, moving forward, it'll probably be bigger and more, you know, grandiose. Um, What were your thoughts just overall? Just, you know, from, from the pictures, from the people we were talking to all day yesterday that were there. What were your thoughts on
1: the event? I mean, it looked like a great time. Um, sure. Sucks that you have to fit fit it all into one day, but yeah, I think it looked like a lot of fun. I would have liked mm-hmm. to have gone if, it, like, the stars aligned, but next year, for sure. Uh yep. Boss fight looks like a, a fun time, too. Uh, maybe, like, cool. a, a thing if you want to take a break. I hope they release the lists, actually, like the boss mm-hmm. list, because, like, they had specific cards that have different prints on them, mm-hmm. uh, like an Odin that said Break 3 Forwards, stuff like that. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think if you're just looking for like a fun thing and and maybe, I don't know if they're going to use this to replace gunslingers in the future, but I mean, I guess it can kind of help die down the lines a little bit because you're, you're, you're filtering Mm -hmm. in three people at one time. You're still giving them prizes. They still feel like they're having a fun time, even though it's Mm -hmm. a little bit different of a game.
0: Now, I'm, I'm glad you said that about boss fight, um, about them having these cards that have different printings on them where again, there's, there's a product in magic, you know, not to call back to you know, the, the, the grandfather of all card games, but they have a product very similar to this called Arch Enemy, or Arch Nemesis, I believe is what it's called. And it's three decks versus one deck that is, the one deck is obviously, you know, built to beat three people at once, and there's cards specifically for that, and you have, like, this side deck that, ha- that pu- creates, like, a field effect. That's what this reminds me of, and I, they, they, remember how last week we were talking about, like, supplemental products and potential for those? How awesome would it be if they released a boss fight just board game style box set with there's four pre cons in it and the boss fight deck is obviously built to do that and then you just got this kind of inbox experience for that format I think that's something that you know obviously not now but down the road if it becomes something that really takes off now you've got like a just an already pre-made rules inbox, something you can just unpack start a game with you know three of your friends and now you've got just a, a fun game night experience so there's always that now I'll, I'll let you continue
1: yeah i mean yeah i think they could do that in the future and like i said it looks like a lot of fun mm-hmm. uh yeah i guess i'll I'll talk about like the the, the rules for like a second yeah um mm-hmm. the boss starts the on the field with a chaos a spiritus and then any dark forward of their choice Uh Um, So you're kind of building around certain stuff. Uh, I actually, like, it makes some cards better, right? Like 5 CP Emperor, it's actually pretty good. Eldernarsh, pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, Because those are things that are, like, really hard to remove turn one. Like, even if they turn... I I saw uh, Shoto was playing uh, one where he started with Shadow Lord, and one of the three, I guess they were calling, like, Warriors of Light, one of the three party members uh, did a turn one fan for it. You know, fan for it. I was like, oh, okay. good. Sorry. Um, Yep. Yeah, but it was cool to watch people, like, work together, do plays that you wouldn't be able to do otherwise because you got three people on your team, Um, Mm -hmm. and then you're talking through plays. It was also pretty sweet when some of the bosses had, like, ten backups on the field uh, Mm because the limit for them was ten. They also drew four cards every turn, so their hands were always massive, Mm -hmm. Um, so you had these, like, swingy things. And then anything that targets, like, one player actually Mm -hmm. hits, like, all the players. Yep. So, like, uh you know, things like Sid Randall, like a tax effect. Like, every player has to pay one for each forward that comes into play.
0: Yep. Uh, and then I know uh, Gal- uh Galdez, if you did the discard at random, yep. they all have to discard at random. I yep. remember seeing that happen on stream.
1: Yep, and I think, like, even if you play a Nidhog like, uh it'll remove one forward, but then every player will have to discard at random also. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's got some pretty cool things. Obviously, I feel like if the players had built their deck just to beat... Like, dark cards and stuff, I feel like the boss probably wouldn't have a great time. And I didn't see the boss winning a lot of games, actually. Because, I mean, even though it's built for it, like, it's hard yeah. to stop three people with their hand. Like, if, if three people kind of know what they're doing, I, I feel like it's going to be hard to stop three people from dealing seven damage to you before one player, even with ten backups. But, like, there were some swinging turns where, like, mm-hmm. you know, they'd play didhogs or sin
0: and wipe everybody's board. Absolutely, which is why I think having like a pre-made boxed product that's already kind of balanced that, you know Obviously the better player could come out on top on either side of the board. I think that'd be a fun little thing to do because it was I enjoyed watching it for a little bit at a time because for me like it's just that that's a total beer and pretzels format like 100%
1: Oh, yeah, it's not competitive at all because honestly like every the more I think about the format like I could probably break it pretty easily but it's not meant to be played that way. It's, right. meant, it's meant for like fun to sit down, play against one of the Hobby Japan guys, uh, team up with two mm-hmm. friends, and like strategize and play. Probably with a deck that you just happen to bring, right? You're, like you're not gonna. But like if you built a deck specifically for this, or you built a three V a threes team specifically for this, obviously like I don't think it's gonna be really hard for the boss to even have a shot. And yep. I do agree with you that while I, I enjoyed seeing it on stream, after the first like three, like I could have watch something else
0: yeah and that's uh that's kind of a good segue um like i kind of feel the same way i think you know when we have these other events there was a, a title event and a 3v3 uh unified event i think showing some boss fight matches would have been great just to kind of let people see what it's all about and but i think You know, other people were still interested in the title tournament and the 3v3. There's no reason, like, the finals of each of those couldn't have been streamed, at least the finals. Or, you know, maybe do a couple boss fights, kind of get some title matches in, then maybe a 3v3 match, you know, just kind of bounce back and forth maybe, but I think at least showing the finals of those other two events would have been just a really just solid way to let people see what all was going on in the events.
1: Yeah, and I think both those tournaments were single in. um yeah they were
0: all bracket style i know the title tournament had um 18 people and uh serena serena De can- uh, decanto i'm probably saying her last name wrong uh, i know she won with final fantasy tactics
1: yeah, which, um, I'm, I'm curious to see like what the field was actually i am too
0: and that's the thing like i would like to see what the entire field was or at least you know like the majority of the field um because i think tactics is a good deck i just do think it has a hard time against like the better decks
1: yeah i mean but it can win
0: it's good. Well, it's, sure. it's good enough to win yeah yeah it plays a very fair fun interactive game of final fantasy and then after that i know the 3v3 event i know um i i'm not i don't know the names of the people who want to know it was a couple it was like some cali locals but they they beat steven rice and alejandro in the finals
1: yeah i heard there was a a02 promo up for grabs
0: yeah yeah as i'm saying i heard the prizing for this thing was just absolutely nuts like just play arts here uh obviously you got a really dope swag bag just for showing up it had like the black tote bag the the loft play mat um a uh, full art yuna like a little stamp card because apparently there's some co- sort of little stamp thing going on i guess for they do that at, yeah they whatever. do that
1: in the 14 fan fest too i think like you uh when you go to like different tables they'll stamp your card or whatever mm-hmm. and then like i think usually you'll win something if you have a bunch of stamps Nice. So, like, the more booths or whatever you visit and the more stamps you get, like, uh, you'll get, like, some sort of prize usually. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe it was just, like, a memento type thing. Like, hey, I, I got all the
0: stamps, you know. Yeah. And then the other thing, that, one of the other big things is there was a um, there was a, a Q&A panel with uh, Kageyama, RB, and I apologize, I, I guess... The young lady that was up there with
1: them. Yeah, I don't remember her name. I want to say she does some of the Final Fantasy XIV stuff. She looks familiar, but I'm not. I'm not sure if that's Maybe. her or not.
0: Yeah, and uh, overall, like they kind of they they went over some really neat stuff in the panel. And um, I got I got it pulled up right here. Um, it a big a fantastic write up got from uh, the Masidia post. Um, I just started following their page here, and I think they had a really really solid summary. Of that um, of that Q and A, just just kind of diving into the mind of you know just what you know some of the questions Kagiyama answered about um, you know like I one of the things that really caught my eye first was that this as far as like testing how you know Layla was initially a five K, um, Nidhogg removed two cards from the hand and then broke a forward, you know what I mean? So like I, I I'm glad to see that they actually do some really in depth testing in every set.
1: Yeah, I think I think Layla at a 5k would have been a bit strong.
0: Oh, a little bit. A little uh, bit.
1: Yeah, just, I mean, play, in, play with Waka, She's a 6k for 4. That gets you a Viking that, that's going to draw two cards. That's pretty nutty. Um, mm-hmm. The Nidhog is interesting because uh, I'm not sure if that's better or not. Assuming that break is the right word that they used here because if, mm-hmm. it, if it was two cards and not remove, mm-hmm. then I don't know. I'm not sure which Nidhogg is better.
0: Mm-hmm. And then um, I know they talked about b- uh, bands and rotations. Uh, obviously, there's they have no plans or no interest in a rotation, which I think is fantastic. Um, there, there is a card on their radar that they're looking at, though. And I know it's one that you know we've talked about before when we start talk when we start talking about BNRs and things like that. Th- this card always pops up. This this card popped up the first time when we were initially talking about Gesper and Thaumaturge. Oh being. yeah,
1: I mean Dotaluma's always going to be a thing unless yeah. they do something. I, I think you stole is a, a bigger problem, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't think mm-hmm. either one should be banned right now. But yeah, I mean, the fact that they say they're keeping their eye on it is, is great. I think that's a yep. good thing. Uh, they also said, like, when building sets, like, if they think of all the formats, and they said they, they usually do, but that uh, standard is the first priority. Yeah. And then sometimes he'll add, like, text to cards that help them in title probably like yeah. card like fang or something like that or or maybe yeah. just a card that like has an effect and then a secondary effect is like for that category or something
0: yeah absolutely like you know the the earth cloud's a great example of that yeah you know um and you know even, hell, even the uh, even the earth Tifa's is a great example of that i think the the starter vaughn from opus 5 is a great example of that because that card's only good in title
1: Oh, yeah, I think um, there are some cards that are only good in title, but I think he's more referring to cards that are, like, built for standard, but then they're like, eh, this isn't going to affect standard, but we'll add this line in for title.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And then um, they, they, you know, they they kind of talked about fire. Um, you know, Apparently fire was really, really strong in chapters, and, you know, as far as addressing it, you know, Kageyama had his gunslinger list, uh, his mono fire list, which um, really, really neat here. Uh, I'm a little upset from the lack of Edgar. Or Saban, which is you know, that's fine. Whatever. You know, live live your best life, Kageyama. I'm, I'm not gonna judge you.
1: I mean I appreciate that he's tried to run a lot of Opus Seven cards. Uh yeah, I do too. I mean I don't like this list, but mm-hmm. I, I it's see good topic. Yeah, I guess he's tried to make the opponent use all their Diabolos so that they're gonna run out. Mm hmm. Um, and I mean Elder Nosh isn't really a great Diabolos target anyways. hmm But if like I don't know. I Elder Elder narsh like is a card I have always always wanted to like but you gotta mm-hmm. run like three of it it's a dark card if you're playing yep. it or like else why you're playing it uh, he's running mm-hmm. cam too like that's super top heavy uh yep I think a lot of the cards he's running are good cards um mm-hmm. I just I think he's I think like if this was a deck he brought to a tournament you would still have mm-hmm. a hard time
0: yeah unless he was the one piloting it I think you know and you know it says here he won four matches off of paradise but it also bit him in the ass once too
1: yeah i mean sure i mean and i'm not i'm not saying you can't get top eight at a tournament with fire i really i think you can Mm -hmm. at a big tournament i mean i i just did it at the keyblade cup but i mean like a crystal cup level i think Mm -hmm. right now fire Mm -hmm. is good enough to get top eight um i think i think it's probably got to be the the mono fire wall deck though i think i think that deck's really good actually like the Mm -hmm. more i play it i think it's pretty good
0: what the modifier of the wall deck? Yeah, I mean it's it's hard yeah, to deal I think, with. I think that's the better way to play modifier right now. Yeah.
1: I think the issue is like uh if that deck ever somehow became like top tier, it, it's really easy to counter.
0: Yeah, no, um, I agree with that.
1: But when it flies under the radar a little bit and it and it can deal with the meta decks that are out, I think it's pretty I think it's really good.
0: Yeah, it's a, a very, very spiky kind of deck, which I'm all about. Um uh, obviously the biggest the big hard hitting question, um will there ever be Spinal Fantasy spirits within cards? that's that that's that my man whoever asked that question we're talking ace reporter on the streets get this man a job at the post um yeah that that's that's probably not gonna happen they said it's possible but don't count on it
1: yeah um they asked him if wind was too strong he said he doesn't think it is right now mm-hmm. um and then he cited that mono ice and mono lightning have seen good results i I assume he's talking about Japan yeah um and I mean I think win's too strong but I don't think it's like in a place where the game is like Super hurt by it.
0: Yeah, because it's not winning everything, but it's always in the conversation.
1: Yeah, and then they said we might at some point get the Opus 3 Star alternate cards in foil, which could be pretty cool. Obviously, like, probably not anytime soon, but...
0: Yep, that'll be good, and then uh, I know they mentioned briefly talking about, um, you know, he liked, you know, Kageyama's a big fan of the combination cards in chapters, and I, I'd love to see those, like, you know, to see a, a Steiner Beatrix, or a Lightning Snow, or a Saban Edgar, or some, something really fun like that, where we could have those those kinds of cards, those those faces together on one card that have a really dope ability, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I think those cards are cool, but I'd rather I'd see, I'd rather see items first than that. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I mean, uh, maybe. there's a, there's a lot of time
0: left for sure.
1: Yeah, the uh there was one thing that kind of bummed me out a little bit where they got so you got asked a question about like using the damage zone and healing and he said they don't have any plans to use that. I I think that they they could print a few cards that do something without them being broken. Like I think the yeah. Phoenix down idea that we yeah. had, if no one knows I don't know if mm-hmm. we've ever mentioned it on the cast before. I feel like we have. But uh no, but yeah, it, yeah, like
0: a light item that it, it's an EX burst and when it hits your damage you pretty much just remove it from the game instead.
1: Yeah, and you can't cast it. Like, yeah. it's, it's literally only in your deck to hit off the top. hmm Otherwise it sits in your hand and you can't do anything unless you play like poo poo or something to discard it. Like Exactly. Um. So it's super
0: balanced, but like when it flips off the top, if it's just like that seventh point of damage, you're like, yeah, I'm alive.
1: And I guess you could do some cool stuff, too. You could put like Tilica, right, and use it for CP if you have to. But like that, yeah. I mean, if you're playing that deck at that point, I feel like that's a good thing for the game. I don't know. Yeah. I just think yeah, it I could be cool. I mean, if you're running three of that, there's a chance that you probably never hit it off the top in some games. So it's like pretty, mm-hmm. you know, high. it's like a high-risk card, I think.
0: Yeah, but I think I think it'd be a card that's pretty fair, in my opinion yeah but overall man like i overall i think it looked like it was a really solid experience um, like i said as far as the, really the only negative i can think of is and and it just has to do with it being a one-day event and obviously this is the first one so you don't want to bite off more than you can chew um i think for it being a one-day event just from what i've seen it looked like it was a really good time everybody was everybody who was there was really invested in the event um even the guys on the hobby japan side like apparently everybody had a great time um if there is anything and who knows next year it could be more grand than it was this year. And they could be a two day thing just having all the events at the same time and not really, you know, if you're going to have a stream and just showing the boss fight stuff, I think that's a little bit of a misstep, but it being a one day event, I want hundred percent get it. Yeah. But we'll see what happens next year. And I think, um, I, I know I'll be there next year just to, like you said, at the, you know, at the top of this, the, uh, the, the timing and the announcement of it just wasn't in the cards, you know, especially with you know right slam in the middle of Petite Cup season. And but yeah, I, I think just overall it looked like it was a really good experience, and I can't wait to kind of pick Stephen, Lord Byron, and uh, Muhammad's brain on how you know how the event went and stuff like that, just from, from like an inside perspective. But yeah, you know, that's all the news we got. So you know, next week we'll be back with some fresh Petite Cup news and you know whatever other spoilers pop up this week. Um, so our main topic that we want to just kind of, you know, touch on here, you know, we, we, we kind of, we talked about this during the, uh, the Cactar correspondence this past week and the question, let me go ahead and pull it up so I can get the exact wording unless you have it pulled up already, Adam. I can pull it up. Yeah. You're probably fast. You're, you're quicker on the draw than I am, even though you're, you know, you're dying over there.
1: All right. I always have the site up anyways.
0: Yeah, it was the very first question about uh, the archetypes uh
1: yeah yeah i made these questions so yeah yep. it was uh based on your first the based on the first set of spoilers but now we can include the spoilers that we've seen yes uh for opus 8 what archetype are you most looking forward to playing first
0: man I, I i'll go first on this one so i i think just you know initially my thought and this was just based off the first crop of spoilers and i even said this um Mono Earth was one of the ones I was really, you know, cute, you know, just really, you know, honed in on because I you know, I saw Gladio. I saw Noct. I was really, really happy about that. But now that I've seen um, Archangel and Tifa and, you know, even Laswell, like, I think Fire Ice or uh, Fire Earth is really where I'm going to, you know, really focus my attention. I'll probably have a Mono Earth deck built, but I just, I think Fire Ice is just, just the more cards I see because um, I think Archangel is gonna be a superstar in fire ice. Um, you know and now that you've kind of brought up the potential for that seven drop with phoenix, that could be a good thing too that could potentially be a finisher there if you just run you know three phoenixes and maybe like two or three of that card because um, one of the things too, as unoptimal as it is is you could always pitch a phoenix to grab the card off of a Meath or something but that's kind of counterproductive but you could always that option's always there if you have another seven drop card that you could meet, get that thing out. Um, obviously Laswell I think is a very very powerful card. I I just feel like you're making a statement if on turn one you go Archangel Sage Haste.
1: Yeah, I mean they're
0: already they've taken two damage before they even get a chance to play a card. You know what I mean?
1: But like it the the other thing is so you basically just spent uh, I mean this is just a counter argument right? So you just mm-hmm. spent six CP right because you mm-hmm. overpaid for Archangel. Mm-hmm. I, I would a hundred percent overpay for any three CP summon to kill that thing at that point. Yeah, if, if if you've got it, yeah, if you've got it. But it's gonna set the thing is like it's gonna set you behind more than it's gonna set me behind. That's all. I guess that's what I'm saying.
0: But if, yeah, it really depends because like, it worked. It worked a lot during Opus Five. Yeah. People are still doing it now in some in some decks. Um, do right, I think but, it's like the the real alpha play it was back then? No, not at all. But. It is something that if you see it come out first and they follow up with the Sage, like you better have an answer or you're going to two right off the bat. And then at that point, do you play a forward? Do you stick with your deck's game plan and play backups? Or do you hope to draw into removal if you didn't have it there? Like It, it is a play, yeah, it does set you behind on resources. It's a very all-in play, 100%. I, it's very all-in.
1: I will say in, back in Opus 4 and even the beginning of Opus 5, it was less risky because the, the removal that we have now that's dealing with this card didn't exist then. You're also mm-hmm. not overpaying unless you played lock turn one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're you're getting a card out of their hand if it hits mm-hmm. as opposed to just one extra point of damage, which I mm-hmm. actually think is more important early game. Like the the card that Genesis and Lock are getting out of the opponent's hand is mm-hmm. probably more important than the one extra point of damage that you got in. Now, if Archangel hits twice though, See, that, Arch- that's what I'm saying.
0: Like they, they need the, the first turn is like a statement they better have an answer on the next turn, they're going to four right off the bat.
1: Yeah, I mean, if he gets in twice, it's obviously like you've you've netted way more than you would have netted off the old play. I just think there's more mm-hmm. answers to him. to Like, for me, the, I, the more ideal play would be turn one, Godot, pass, see what right, they yeah. do. Oh, same thing, we talked
0: about that yesterday. If you have yeah. turn one, Godot, and that guy's the follow-up, oh, get fucked. You're, you're in such a good place.
1: Yeah, because then... Because oh, if you could go turn one, Godot, back up, into mm-hmm. uh tap a backup pitch a card play this guy and they had no answer you already realize they don't have an answer because they would have killed godot like yep. godot would have died godot yep. at that point is like the, the biggest punish there is like if you're playing against mono lightning right and they have the alcid turn one then you're mm-hmm. going to feel really bad about that turn one godot but if you're mm-hmm. not playing that everybody else has to overpay for removal yep. and then if it, and i don't care what they're playing like if they don't play a 10k i'm still playing mm-hmm. archangel and i'm swinging like exactly that puts
0: them at three damage so, again like like that card just shortens the clock and if you get that guy rolling early it doesn't matter yeah. like at that point they're at four damage now if they start drawing into the removal and starting to stabilize sure that's a thing um, and that's why like those plays are a little bit all in like the Godot plays not nearly as all in as the first turn whatever. But then, like, if you start playing that and then you're like, you know, you start playing a normal mid range kind of fire ice where you're playing some backups, then you maybe drop a well to get their guys out, and then you finish with that thing. Ugh. Like, it's, I, I think, it's, I think fire ice might be in a good spot. But again, I, I say that every set, and I'll try it, but I won't believe it until I see it.
1: Yeah, I just, right. I, I think CP efficiency is a huge deal in this game.
0: I guess that's... that's right, and, and, more think, and I think with Fire Ice, it's really hard to do that because there's not a lot of card generation in that, um, like, because the backups are, the backups in those decks are typically more reactive. Like, they're either going to do damage to something, or, you know, they're going to give one of your guys haste, or you are searching for a card, but... You know these aren't these aren't play. You, you don't have like a, a good like turn one backup like drop and pass kind of backup if that makes sense. Maybe if you're running red mage or ninja, but again like those backups weren't really in the deck except for maybe like a one of of each. But yeah,
1: I mean maybe I maybe it changes too. I mean I, yeah, I,
0: I think I, I really think it does, and I um I'm glad you said it that way because I I legitimately think it does. And then the other archetype like I mentioned uh earth fire is you know earth fire has been one of my favorite combinations ever since I started playing the game, um, you know, ever since the Kefka couple when we were playing the uh, the, the Saban Unbreakable deck. Um, I think the Final Fantasy stuff, the Final Fantasy 7 stuff um, looks, re- I think it looks really good on paper, and I wouldn't mind trying to build a deck around that. I think that's a good segue to let you start talking about it. Um, I, I think the Tifa's good. I think you know, Light Cloud in this situation is good. Or even the in, any one of the the Fire Clouds, the 3 CP one with Brave, I think is good. The New Earth one, I think, is excellent. Um, may, maybe this is a deck for Opus 4 Barrett. I just don't know. I'll let you start talking about that one because that's one I want to try as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm going to try that. That's probably going to be the first thing out the gate um, mm-hmm. is to make some sort of Final Fantasy Seven standard deck work. Mm-hmm. I, in order for me to play Fire, the only problem is I think I'm going to need to see... Um, more fire seven cards that's not that five CP cloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to run Zangin with Tifa, but they're they, I mean, I'm, I think I would rather run the earth cloud over the other clouds mm-hmm. right now, uh, unless I'm mm-hmm. gonna play the light cloud and maybe try to like be a little bit more bursty. I mean, 100% Vincent's and you fear in the deck. Mm-hmm. Yep, um yeah, I mean, I, I there's a lot of ways it, it's gonna require a lot of testing, I think, to see mm-hmm. if it's either gonna be just straight earth mm-hmm. with like a seven package. Because uh, you still have Jesse there. Yep. Or Fire Earth with more Seven stuff. But is the payoff worth it for me to run things like Zanga and like Fire Cloud, like Zack maybe? I don't know. Um, yeah, because my, my
0: initial thought there is because Seven has specific backups that don't go anywhere, I think it makes the backup line a little crowded. And I think that's going to be one of the hard parts of the deck too.
1: Yeah, I, I do think though... Maybe 5CP Zac is really good there, right? Like, you play 5CP mm-hmm. Zac. If it dies, you go get the Earth Cloud. You play it onto the field. Mm-hmm. Um, with the, If you play the Zac, then maybe you could run, like, one or two Light Clouds too. But that might get too clunky. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have, like, other stuff. Like, I mean, and you still have Jesse in that deck, obviously, too. The only thing that sucks is if you do that, you can't play backup Zac. So, I don't know. It's yeah. It gets a little weird. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm excited to try it. Uh, Other than that, yeah, I mean, I definitely want to play the Archangel. Uh, I don't Mm -hmm. think he just fits right into the Warrior of Light deck, actually, as funny as it sounds. I don't think he does either. Uh, Because you want to be, like I said, CP efficiency earlier, and the reason stuff was mainly even-costed is because everything's pretty CP efficient. Mm -hmm. Uh, You really only want to play Luneth in that deck off of wall most of the time, like, after he dies. Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe if you yeah, off one of backup,
0: for CP. It feels like.
1: Yeah, unless I'm off one backup, and maybe I just need the extra one k. Mm-hmm. But I do think like maybe a deck with him and lawn, maybe like a slower deck. I know people are like looking at this card and they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna kill people really quick." But mm-hmm. I actually really like him in like a slower deck where like you're forced to either choose to use your removal on this guy or lawn maybe, and mm-hmm. maybe if they get one more target like one more card that's like. Not quite on their power level, but, like, right there that he, like, has to kind of be removed. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be good. I mean, even, like, in Windfire or something, this guy could be pretty nutty. Protect him with your stole or something.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Then you can even start getting cheeky and go back to the old Zemus no-no unblockable nonsense.
1: Yeah, you could try that. I just... I I, I, I don't think it's good probably enough, won't. Uh, and then, I mean, maybe you're playing the new Marsh with that card, too. Get it off the top and yep. play it, and that sounds pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I do want to try something Summon Heavy. I mean, they're trying to push it more. I think the Ico that they showed was is actually pretty good. mm mm-hmm. um, I mean, 5 CP, you're going to get two cards. Essentially, it's a 1. I don't know if it's good enough to run Braska, but, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: something I might try.
0: Well, that might also be, it might be worth running in something, like, I don't know, maybe like an Ice Water deck where you're already generating a lot of cards, and then you can just play that. Search for a summon it, it pretty much acts like as another Viking essentially that like you can you know It's a little bit pricier. Yeah, but you want it to die so you can draw that card off of it You know what I mean? Yeah, just makes it makes a great famfrit target
1: Yeah, and I mean I really don't care if they want to deal that like yeah absolutely. At it, You got it like mm-hmm. and then uh, I think we forgot like the Turks right like I, if they get enough cards like I, I Yeah, I'll probably try that too
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, there's, a, there's a lot going on that. I want to try like I said, I think I think Fire Earth and Fire Ice are going to be, and granted, I, again, Fire Ice is where I started every set, because I want to be able to play Saban and Celis and all those cards again. But I think the direction it's going, especially if we start to see more Brave Xpheus cards, I, I think Brave Exvius is going to be what dominates that archetype now. Because even now, like, if you're playing Fire Ice, it's typically like the waft the stuff, where it's a lot lower to the ground, you're playing snow and stuff like that. So, like, the the more mid rangey cards, all all the six cards just don't fit anymore.
1: Yeah, I I, I still think even with all the brave actually stuff, it's gonna be hard to fit the six cards in the fire ice deck. They're fine in no, mono ice right now though. I think they're fine in mono, yeah. or even ice earth. I think they're fine there too.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that one hundred percent. and I think that's just where they shine because I I think truth be told, as as the cards, as, if fire goes to more of like a mid rangey kind of thing, I just think I think lo- you play lawn over Saban every time. Just because Lon, they're, they're equally as slow, but Lon just does more if he lives a turn.
1: Sure, yeah, I mean, he has a bit more, he's a lot slower than Saban, though. Like, you're not just going to jam Lon off, like, one backup or two backups.
0: No, hell no. And that's actually funny, because that's one of the things I talk about in uh, the video coming out next week, the uh, the Change My Mind video. So, you know, that's one. That's actually one of the big negatives of him, is that he is way slow, because you have to be established but I think if you're playing like that mid-rangey fire deck, like that slower fire deck, that once you are established and you play lawn and then you follow up with Archangel or another like real threatening kind of card, your opponent's going to have to pick and choose which one they remove, because the whatever they don't remove could potentially just take over the game at that point.
1: Yep, I mean I agree. I I, I have a lot of ideas for modifier. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like that like the cloud and the Archangel are going to probably. Shake things up a little bit and maybe make a more mid-rangey, modifier deck that's actually good. Which yeah, I, would, no, I agree uh, with that. I would probably enjoy more. Pl- I enjoy playing the Warrior of Light deck, but it's a little bit fast for what I like to do, g- generally mm-hmm. speaking.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do like playing slower, controlly kind of strategies. I mean, that's just that's just the type of player you are. Whereas I- I'm fine playing Warrior of Light decks because I think they're I just, I just like turning shit sideways.
1: So it's good for but- that.
0: Yeah, but but overall man I, I think I think just from these you know what 10 to 15 cards we've seen already I think there's there's a lot that's already starting to shake things up and I can't wait to see as you know as more spoilers hit i I, I just I'm just super curious as to how these archetypes are gonna shake up and dude I don't know I don't know do you think the these new cards are potentially good enough to push like the you know the big boys at least to the side for a little bit
1: i think that's gonna happen regardless because it's a new set and people are gonna try new things mm-hmm. now in the long term i don't know i i, I like what i'm seeing so far mm-hmm. but like i mean i don't think those decks are gonna go anywhere maybe someone could knock them off the throne a little bit but like yeah mm-hmm. i just unless like the other decks are just too efficient i think is the, the problem and like once right. they get to the point where they're doing things, it, it feels kind of unfair, I guess. But like that it requires setup. They're both pretty slow decks, which is why I think that Warrior Light deck is good, because it mm-hmm. gets it gets under them and then when they even when they try to respond by playing forwards, it gets over
0: them. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's kind of a, a good counter meta right now. It's you know, I think the big doofy mono earth deck kinda does the same thing where you just you just pressure early and they're usually dead before they can set up the way they want to, and they're having to play a suboptimal game against, yep. you know, your 10K, you know, your 10K two drops, you know what I mean? Yep.
1: Yeah, but if they get well, set no, up, I'm they probably just win, right? Like, it's, it's that's just the yeah. nature of the deck.
0: So. Oh, that's just the nature of aggro decks in general. You just kind of hit a wall where are like, well, I had to win a turn ago, and now it's not going to happen.
1: Yep.
0: But, but overall, man, I'm really excited. I think every, every set of spoilers that they've shown so far has been really, really solid um there's there's nothing that, some of these cards i don't like but that doesn't mean they're terrible cards like um the the lightning the lightning warrior of darkness from the last set of spoilers Well, i don't think she's great if there's a, if there's a deck that fits her in it i think she'll be fine uh the seven cp ice forward i think if there's a deck that she belongs in she'll be fine uh same thing with squall well, i don't think he's great i think there there potentially is a place for him in a deck somewhere. Um, and that's just one of the, you know, just the best things about this game is as new sets come out, new archetypes, new styles of play get created. Essentially, so I'm it, gonna be interested to see where it goes. I think Opus is already off to a strong start as far as um, as far as a constructed format. Um, I'm curious to see how how it'll fare in a limited format because I think a card like Archangel being just an uncommon is maybe a huge mistake.
1: I'm more worried about removal than him i mean like well, that's what
0: i'm saying because he is a, everybody's gonna have him and the removal just doesn't seem that great right now if, but we'll see
1: if the removal is just one summon per color and all of it's like this it's gonna limited is not gonna be fun yeah it's gonna be if, if it's like this limited is gonna be less fun than if, if you're not having fun with snow and stuff now if all oh, the yeah, summons you... are like this you're gonna have less fun
0: yep because you can play that guy off one backup you can't really use your summons off one backup so that guy's just going to kill you in three turns yeah so
1: i'm, I'm hoping that each color is going to get two summons again like we normally get and mm-hmm. this will be like a rotation of these which is fine mm-hmm. but then we actually get other summons that are more playable and limited
0: or or at least some abilities that like break something you know what i mean like more stuff like the the five cp cloud something even something that'll just be expensive. Removed.
1: yeah I mean, even that's expensive in late game right Mm-hmm. So they if it if they do they need to start showing it. I think like yeah, because right yeah, now like, from you know. what I've seen uh, It's gonna be hard to kill certain forwards because like a lot of this removal a lot of these damaging effects are s abilities
0: mm-hmm. um, so Yeah, so we'll say a lot of these uh, there's some really big bodies that are you know showing up too. so you know We'll see what happens man. I'm excited to kind of see as the as the it unpacks and you know I hope everybody had a great time at fan fest, but I think that's that's gonna do it for us today Um, if, uh, you know, if you guys have an archetype y'all are looking to play, you know, drop us a, drop us a comment in the, you know, whatever platform you listen on. Let us know what you're excited to play just based on what you've seen so far. And, uh, let us know, you know, your opinions on some of the spoilers. You know, we'd love, we'd love to hear the feedback. We'd love to kind of have that conversation. Yeah. You know, uh...
1: with that being... Well, okay. also I just wanted to say if uh, if you listen to us on iTunes or whatever, even if you don't, it'd be appreciated. Like iTunes reviews, it would be nice. Oh, hey, that purple icon, man! We love it. It'll push us like up this the chain there, I guess, if you want to put it that way. Um, just tell us like what you think. We might, maybe, we'll read them on there, uh, something mm-hmm. like that. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. And, and check out our other videos. I know we just put out the um, the the meta Call first, the first issue of the first issue, the first episode of the Great Meta Calls featuring the uh, Opus Six Leviathan. Uh, give that a watch. Adam did a great job covering, uh, you know, why that card is, you know, good, right? Why that card potentially could be good right now in the meta. Uh, and then next week, we've got the change my mind video. Uh, finally, uh, we're talking about Lon, which it almost sounds like this card might become a little more relevant here in the near future, which is really, really good. Um, and you know, just be on the lookout for more content from us. You know, we got the New York Petite Cup. I'll be there. I'll be giving you guys updates. Um, you know, as I whether I do good or bad, I'll definitely be posting updates for everybody. And, and um, you know, and then we'll you know post, start finalizing details and everything for the Petite Cup, and then be on the lookout for information on the Crystal Cup in July. So there's a lot coming down the pipe. It sounds like Adam. But with that being said, I'm gonna let you rest up. You don't sound all that hot.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm probably gonna go play War Groove and lay
0: down. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. But as always on Sunday, I've got to get ready for work. But that's okay. Adam, any other parting thoughts before we uh, wrap it up today? I think that's it. Cool. Well, guys, it's been a pleasure as always. Thanks for listening, and we will see you all next week. Yeah, see you later. Cue the Sarah McLaughlin music. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening once again to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like this content and you want to hear more, check us out on YouTube at RVA Returners. And make sure you follow us on SoundCloud and check us out on Google Play and iTunes.